2: That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! Take a shot!
0: Post Bashir Shearer. goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And the goal! Goes to Mitchell! It's another
1: goal! Incredible! Huddle. Taylor has scored! And that
0: surely means it's the Premier League for Swindon Town now! Fantastic goal by Jan Piotr! Harkin! Austin Guyon! Yes! New
1: bet. New bet. 2-0 Swindon!
2: I would win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it. It's Craggley! Brian Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant
1: goal from Harry McCurdy. Hello, Dan. Long time no speak
0: long time but uh yeah i hope you've been soaking up the sunshine before the
1: uh the world ends over the next couple of days rich oh yeah the uh <laughs> the devil's arsehole is puckering up isn't it good
0: <laughs> how can it be even warmer how's it going to be 10 degrees warmer in the next two days
1: yeah yeah there was a there, there was a nice breeze in south bristol today I think they're going to take that away from us over the next mm. two days, Monday, Tuesday, looking at the the forecast. Um, the good news is I don't have to do the school run on Monday afternoon because you know, Mrs Pullen has just said, nah, it's too hot to walk, so she's going to get in the car. So win for me. Um, but, but thanks for on. contributing to the climate change by driving, Rich. Good man. Hey, I'm not doing it. <laughs> So yes, it's it's going to be a scorcher, almost good. Well, it is good that we haven't got a friendly on Tuesday because I don't see much worth in, in 30 plus at eight o'clock at night. Ridiculous. Uh,
0: but it, the only thing it is making me hanker for is the World Cup we should be in right now oh. or just about to finish or have finished. Oh, oh yeah, bloody winter world cup.
1: Still not vibing it. No, you know? I'm still, I'm not still not. Anyway. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to be working from home. I'm going to have a lovely little setup to allow me to have one eye on on the older football before. But oh uh, no, and then Swindon's season cracks on. So I'm, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be so weird. But yes, weird's the word. Yeah, never again, please, FIFA. Never again, please. Okay, so. Swindon Town. So a busy week in Ooh. Swindon Townland, which is great because we've had, I say a busy week, a busy couple of days, a couple of hours even, because we had a triple signing announcement late last week on Friday. I think I think they did it every two hours, which was lovely. We'll talk about those three in just a moment. And we also played Eastleigh over the weekend in the in I almost went because it wasn't as hot but I'd then made plans and you can't you know you can't not go and visit your mum to go and watch Eastley Swindon can you (laughs) depends on how much you love your mum Rick
2: yeah well
1: seemingly very much Uh, so so yeah thank you very much so yeah Eastley didn't happen they're just training games it's all about fitness but I'm also elated that I missed it as Swindon lost 1-0 one nil to <laughs> <Yeah>. a. Uh,
0: <laughs> You'd rather
1: lose four three in preseason, wouldn't you? Yeah, for entertainment purposes. Yeah, getting it, it, it wasn't a, tri- a cheap train. So, um, so yeah, I, financially, I'm, I'm elated to have missed it. A few players I would have liked to have seen first glimpses of. Um, mm. I've, I'm umming and ahhing about Cardiff. I don't like going to friendlies at the County Ground because I like the Raylins vibe of the early ones, the Melshams, etc. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm kinda of thinking there's a free there's a free weekend, there's a free space there, and I'm wondering whether watching Cardiff at the county ground is the way to go and Yeah, um well I suggest uh, a left field option, Rich. Perhaps you could drive all the way
0: down to Worthing and watch the three o'clock kick off next Saturday. How about Oh you?
1: yeah, well yeah, mm, until yeah. you see the, the line up and it's <laughs> it's the under eighteens plus Ricky Agua, it's uh yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that right. actually, because... That that would be an interesting way of um, seeing how they're going to set up for the following week because pre-season, that is almost over. What a journey.
0: Yeah, it's only just begun, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yes, yeah, I guess by virtue of the season starting on the 30th of July and our participation in the playoffs, it's made everything a bit, bit more squeezed. Um But, like I say, things seem to be in full swing in terms of recruitment. Um, it's probably... Only two pieces of recruitment further, I would say, are an absolute priority. Um, I can save that up for later, Rich, if you want, or I can
1: uh, dive in that dive into that now. Let's save it. Yeah. Let's save it for later. Yeah. We, we let's let's nip this Eastly loss in the bud um, first. So we're on a nice little pattern of win, lose, win, lose. Not too much heavy lifting in the term. Nice. Mm. Nobody really cares about win, lose or draw, but there will come a time where, you know, there will be concerns raised and some fans who have been to these games have raised a few concerns and they're immediately shot down as well as just practice matches. There were a few questions defensively, um, especially in the Supermarine and Eastley losses, but we we are now, the good news about the Eastley game for me, there were no trialists, everyone in the, it was a big squad, and um, plenty of minutes for most involved. Mm-hmm. What's your stance on preseason? Because I, I think it does change. Like, if we win every game five 0 then the rhetoric is like, "Here we go, this is our season." Yeah. But when 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 we all lose, it's all it's always training matches, and when it's a bit of both, everyone shrugs their shoulders. There is no real right answer other than fitness. They're not really for us these games, are they,
0: yeah. fans? Well, I would say. Early parts of pre-season, when you're out doing the sort of, you know, the Wiltshire tour or like the South West tour against your Malchams and Chippenham's. and Well, I always used to enjoy the Siren Sister friendly back in the day. That seems to have dropped off the, the radar, sadly, but that was always a good one up the 4-9 and on a Wednesday night or something like that. Um, but yeah, that, those early ones are very much about fitness. Um, you hear a lot of managers talk about how they want the players going into those matches fatigued, um, and I'm sure there is. Some scientific benefit to that. It just sounds like torture to me as an overweight <laughs> yeah. local cricketer. Um, but yeah, uh, I think once you get a tiny bit closer to the season starting, that's when you want to start seeing the green shoots in terms of um, style of play, the sort of relationships between players uh, around the pitch. Um, you know, not that we're playing a back four, but you know, it'd be nice to see two centre halves having a bit of chemistry. It'd be nice to see. You know, your midfield um, weaving together nicely and something like a, a front two form in. So, yeah, it's, it's only ever indicators. Frankly, you know, no one remembers pre-season other than the odd marquee friendly against like a, a Tottenham with a Gareth Bale or, you know, when Liverpool came to town and Biggaroo, you know, playing in goal for us before signing, etc. So, yeah, it, it's probably been a long while since we've had a friendly of that ilk. Um but yeah, that, what matters obviously is you know the result at Harrogate, the result in the League Cup on the Tuesday night, and then you'll be firmly away. So so long as most people are fit going into that that first week, then pre season will has done its job. Frankly, uh, anything above that is a bonus in terms of you know nice goals and style of play. But yeah, I, I think probably and regrettably, I've not been able to get to a, a pre season friendly yet i was due to watch supermarine and then covid happened um yeah i, I can't yet make a judgement on on what a scott lindsay side looks like over and above uh, a ben Garner side i'd be interested to hear any sort of, you know other people's thoughts and listeners thoughts in in reply to this but yeah that that that'd be the interesting thing for me is to see you know is he is it probably going to be a 352 kind of side it looks like it is. That looks like plan A anyway. Um and it looks like we've got players in the squad to play four three three three. Uh four three three three? That would be loads of players, wouldn't it? Um 433. <laughs> um so yeah I suspect that will be plan B for the early days. But yeah, it's it really matters with what what's happening at harrogate and with that you had I see Divine's got a bit of a knock, today he? He came off in the first half and McCurdy Sounded like a, a precautionary one coming off in the in the second half, so I suspect you know you'll want to get them right um and hopefully they'll be back for that cardiff game the The other bonus obviously was um Ayandalo back in the fold, which you, which is good because um yeah somehow I've seen some people saying well he's off he's gone <laughs> <laughs> but come on guys people are, people get injured and especially over his career, Ellis Ayandalo, so yeah, if he can get the the niggly injuries out of the way in pre season and then uh have another year like last year, that'd be tremendous.
1: I dare not mention the fact that there's been very little noise about contracted players being linked to other clubs since the, the Charlton hysteria died down. You know, we're still waiting to see what the uh well, where Payne and and Hunt end up. Hunts now Hutton signed. Well that's you know, I hope most people should and probably have moved on, but I think yeah. that's that's that now. And now squad numbers have gone for both Payne and Hunt, so it might be worth collectively moving on for both of them.
0: Yeah, I think long running, I was hopeful something might happen with Hunt, just because he is so flipping reliable and so flipping versatile. It would have been really handy to have someone that can play left back, right back, wing back on either side. And last year he filled in dutifully at as one of the sort of three centre halves in a free two. So uh unfortunately that ship sailed. Best of luck to Hunty because um he's gonna be an asset asset to someone and it looks like it's gonna be Crawley. But yeah. And uh, on on Oh No, I don't I, I don't think it is. Oh no. Okay. Well I, I I'm only going off the, the picture of him playing a trial game for him.
1: Sad, wasn't it? Yeah. a trial game. He Ugh. shouldn't yeah, need tr- come on. No, but something's gone wrong there this summer for him. I'm, I'm fairly certain of it. Outside of Swindon, I have a, a, a move has not materialized, or he's put all his eggs in in one basket. Post Swindon, I don't know. Tinfoil hat on. I'm I'm convinced that there have been no talks between Swindon and Rob Hunt. But it doesn't matter now because he's the past, and the pain thing is unfortunate because I think there's yeah. some genuine willing there, and I, I think even the player would be more than happy to stay on but I I just think there are influences beyond Swindon and Payne's control there with 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 advice of where he should end up sign the thing somewhere though Payne get yourself a contract for goodness sake
0: yeah he's far too good to not be contracted certainly before the last week of July and um, I've heard from a few people a couple of weeks ago seeing him training on his own foundation park and you know Mm. that that cuts quite a a lonely lonely scene but no um love him to stay but I've been resigned to him leaving for weeks sadly uh, you know if he was going to stay it would have happened wouldn't it from both sides, yeah. so they got that sort.
1: A little bit of hostility towards him from some fans. I read, <sighs> you know, across like, "Oh, come on, guys!" You know, it's just, just this is a complex situation, and it's their career, isn't it? As history will shine down on Payne at Swindon, the fact
0: he stayed last summer, a league below his level, and was an absolutely stonking player for us—thirteen goals, thirteen assists, or whatever it was—you um, know. Other players might have been gone in January too, um, but he was there. He was trying to fire us, fire us to promotion. So now I think he deserves a big pat on the back, old Jack. He's very, very good for us.
1: Yeah. Pay, pain, and sign the thing. But anyway, <laughs> we will. Those those players probably are the past. Let's talk about the future yes. because, like we said at the top of the pod, there were three signings back to back to back. Great fun. It's always nice when that happens. We'll, we'll go one by one. As a side, so impressed with the knowledge of Swindon fans on, on players because I couldn't, you know, proclaim to know much about any of them. But, you know, the celebrations and deeply sexual sort of memes um, <laughs> in reaction to these uh, to these signings were quite something. So player number one, Saidu Khan, mm-hmm. uh, played uh, for Chesterfield last season, a, a career career. Embedded in non league. This is his big chance. Unlike many footballers who sign for their clubs, you dip into the opposition, you expect to see them going where they were rubbish anyway. Not Khan. Plenty of sadness from the Chesterfield fans about his exit he had a great season by the sounds of it for them he played the first 45 minutes in their big FA Cup tie at Chelsea it didn't go to plan they were 4-0 down I think at halftime but um, he played in their playoff push all the way through sounds promising this one without I'm not going to pretend that I've seen this guy play vaguely remember the name from the FA Cup run he could be a very useful player for Swindon
0: yeah I think in a relatively young squad plus Baudry, um, having a 26-year-old who's been around the block and he has you know, served his time in non-league and he's seeing this as a another crack at the Football League. Um, for Khan, this move needs to go well, obviously. And I think hopefully that hunger will transpire into him having a, a big season for Swindon. Um, I think the most encouraging thing for me, uh, as we're building the squad, he is a type of midfielder we haven't currently got, which is more of your sort of old school box to box midfielder, number eight, call it what you want. And if you look at the sort of midfield gang that he's coming into, you've got Reed, Williams and Gladwin, who are all beautiful footballers in their own way. Reed tends to play a bit deeper. Williams and Gladwin, you know, is it rude to call them slightly luxury players, but now, Aguiar looks a good attacking midfielder. Darcy looks again a sort of out and out footballer. Leiden, if he ever comes back to full fitness, he's probably your most defensively minded midfielder. So to have Khan, he feels like a good blend of everything in the mix. Um, and some of the clips I've seen of him at Chesterfield last year, he seems very adept. At winning the ball back and then just being very direct in the way that he drives forward, so there is a bit a bit of pace there um you know head down direct running in straight lines i think I think that will benefit Swindon, who at times last year looked like they always wanted to play that extra pass. I think calm could be very useful in a winning the ball back, which is something we've missed at times, and uh b getting us twenty or thirty yards up the pitch. So I I'm looking forward to seeing Khan Khan in the flesh. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of hunger there for this, you know, second crack at
1: proper crack at the Football League to get to go well. It's a great story, Saidu Khan, you know, somebody who moved to England from the Gambia as a teenager. Uh, started out in non-league, went from Dulwich Hamlet to Kingstonian to Chipstead to Tootin and Mitch into to Cusholton. This is sounding like an overground train line in London. <laughs> it <It's> just really, <laughs> it like. really is. And then it's down to Kent with with Maidstone where I think things start to change for him because he gets a National League loan move to Dagenham Redbridge and then Chesterfield where he's had a great season. So to be a part of this story is, is going to be hopefully really, really great. And and hopefully we're not just a a stepping stone to the next one, but I I mean, that's great if that's the case, actually, because it means he's done a very good job. I love these sort of stories of players that they put in that work in non-league. And as we'll talk a bit later, you know, the opportunities do come because he's not a kid. He's already one of our most senior players. You know, he's 26 now, turns 27 before the year's out. Um, So he's got a lot of football under his belt.
0: Yeah, exactly that. So, and the other thing, I think we were definitely missing last winter, and particularly on some of those grim northern Tuesday nighters away, a bit of bite in midfield, a bit of strength, a bit of physique. Um, I'm, I'm not saying he's stacked, but he sort of, he looks lean, he looks mean. Um, so I think I think you know with Gladwin and Williams not being you know three games a week men. Um, I think there will be plenty of game time for, uh, for Khan. I think he's going to be a fairly regular, regular feature in that swim the midfield. Good Player signing. number
1: two, good signing. So player number two was Romeo Hutton, another permanent signing, another undisclosed fee. And I don't say that in a, in a derogatory way. I say that in a way of, we are paying for these players. So, 44 games in the league for Barrow last year. He started out with his hometown club, Walsall, before dipping into non-league um, with Sutton Coldfield and Hendersford. Then he got a big move to Birmingham as a teenager. A couple of decent loan spells in non-league with Yeovil and then in League Two with Stevenage. Got the move to Barrow, Barrow and here he is at Swindon Town. He's a fullback, right-sided player, I believe. They are very disappointed to see him go, which is great. A lot of excitement for him, but again, you just don't know, but a logical bit of recruitment.
0: Yeah, so uh, this one felt a bit more out of the blue. Um, I must admit, I I hadn't clocked who he was from um, watching the couple of games against Barrow last year. And I imagine he played both, given that he played the 44 league games, like you said, Rich. Um, but, yeah, as you start to look into him, you think, well, 23 <clears throat> is a good age. He's got enough football behind him that he should have done the sort of learning school uh, in the Football League. Like I said, the, the loan spell at Stevenage and 44 games uh, for Barrow last year. Um, so, he, you know, he's got a grounding in the Football League. He's, you know, anyone that plays for Barrow and plays that many games in a season is going to be fit. It's going to be fairly battle-hardened. Um, the other thing to say is obviously moving to Swindon it's going to be like you know living on the med compared to uh, Barrow and Furnace so uh, so yeah (laughs) a bit bit warmer for you Romeo Um, but yeah he he seems to be quite a modern fullback build quite tall rangy you know perhaps I'm stereotyping to think that he's pacey but he looks like he's going to have legs he's going to get up and down um, that right hand side um, just from the, the the few clips I've seen of him sort of bombing up the wing and stuff so yeah there's a couple other little dimensions too which again you look at the squad and things we haven't had in the last season and you've got a long throw there from Hutton which again there's going to be some grim winter away days where you might be a goal down and you just need to take a chance and lob it in the box which feels quite anti-Swindon in the last year or so but <clears throat> it's just another little string to the bow. Um, it's competition for Tyree Shade at right wing back. Um, you've got a bit balanced balance there. Shade, the more attacking of the two. Hutton, the more natural defender. So that's quite nice blend in the squad. Um, yeah, um, I hope it goes well.
1: Yeah, it's hard to really gauge this either way, but Hutton played in the first four of Barrow's pre-season friendlies. Yeah. So you don't normally do that if if they're off, really, do you? No. So he, he, would, he would have been, okay, it's, you know, they play a half, play, you know, the whole game, whatever. I don't know, but he played in all four and their fifth, he'd already signed for Swindon. So he went all the way to last week playing for Barrow. So, you know, they must have got a very, what they deem a very decent offer for him to to be moved on. So I mean, I think that's good that he's had those games yeah. because he wouldn't have played four games for Swindon um, in pre-season had he joined before. So no. he's going to be really match ready. He should be by the time the Harrogate game comes along. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, everything, you know, he he seems like a a Midlander. Um, So, obviously, the move to Swindon probably suits him a little bit more than um, living out of a hotel up in Barrow or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, the other thing to say is, obviously, Sadhu Khan, two-year deal. So, we're going to have him contracted at the club till he's 28. You've got Romeo Hutton coming in, you know, two years again. And who knows, there might be the sort of one-year options built in as well. It just feels... Nice to have some slightly more mid range thinking um and actually think that some of these lads might put down roots at our club and improve here, and then you know, as the model you know wants um you know Romeo Hutton might become a a five hundred thousand pound player to to Norwich or wherever I mean that's the plan obviously
1: the third player to sign was Tommy Adeloy. Uh, a former Millwall and Stoke City youth player. And then he went on a magic mystery tour across Uh English non-league football with Chelmsford, Welling, then a move to Altrincham and then FC United and Manchester, then back down to St Albans, then back up to Hartlepool, then Dagenham and Redbridge, then Ebbsfleet, then going to the Lowland League to play for East Kilbride and then down back to London with Barnett before joining Scottish Championship side Air United, where he was a teammate of Swindon's very own Marcus Fjortoft. And, really? of course, Jaden Mitchell-Lawson now applies his trade up with Air. An interesting signing, this one. Two years again. Journeyman, not a prolific goal scorer. Had a great season with Air, who themselves had a turgid campaign. I think they yeah. finished eighth out of ten. But his goals which were, I think he's called 11 in the league, probably what kept them up, um, or certainly a contributing factor. So this is an interesting one to me. I'm not writing him off, absolutely not, but ooh, it's it's a career that makes you ask some questions, but if we're getting him at the start of something great, then fantastic. Yeah, and well, frankly, it
0: needs to be a big big couple of years for Adeloyer. Eh? He's 26. Um, you know, this, again, a bit like... Um, Sadiq Khan, this is, you know, your big crack at the Football League, at a club that's hopefully going to be, you know, going up a division in the next couple of years. Um, Yeah, I I must admit, I hadn't heard of him. Um, You know, you do the usual Googling and you see that he got, you know, a range of goals for United last year, Um, a few one-on-ones, a few, um, you know, finishes from, from crosses from the byline and stuff. So, um, yeah, he, we've certainly got him at the, the sort of peak of his powers, of the career that he's had so far. Um, I, what I would say for Adeloy, I hope this isn't the big striker signing, with all due respect to Tommy. Um This feels like a good wild card option to have in the squad, particularly from this season onwards, where you're allowed five subs over the 90 minutes. Having a pacey forward with some good size, because seeing him upon signing, he he's kind of bigger than I was expecting at six foot two. Um, and again, maybe stereotyping pacey strikers as being sort of you know, shorter, nippier, but um yeah, he looks like he's, he's a bit of a twin threat. He's got some size, he's got some pace, um, you know. And actually, he's he's clearly got his head down at Air, which is not a glamorous place to play football. Scottish second tier, again, not a glamorous place to play your trade. But he has got his head down. He's got what was it, eleven or twelve league goals, and I think Air only Air <clears throat> only scored thirty eight league goals over the whole season, so that probably does suggest he's quite a good finisher in a side that doesn't make a lot of chances. So stick him in that Swindon side last year, which, you know, got another fairly poor finisher to get nine goals after Christmas, Josh Davidson. Um, you know, maybe maybe this could come off. But uh, I, <clears throat> I see it more as a, you know, 20 or 30 minutes off the bench initially, he's going to hopefully stretch the games uh, late on. you um, will probably he'll get a start at Walsall in the cup. He, he's probably going to start the, the Papa Johns and, and perhaps force his way in. But uh, I, I still want there to be a, like a main striker. Something some that gets the juices flowing striker. And um, given that we've only used uh, two loans so far, I suspect that striker may well be a loan.
1: Yeah, and, and that'll probably be a... Conversation point for the, the season preview, you know, do we want to go all in on a, a number nine upfront loaning, having experienced what we have done in previous years with Owen Doyle and Tyree Simpson, where we might lose them if um, yeah. if they do well. So, you know, sometimes that's that's nature of the beast. You've got to do that. But who knows? But we wish all three the very best at Swindon. Two of them played, Hutton and Cohen played against Eastleigh. Adeloy um, did not, so we're yet to see what he's all about. But suddenly that's 12 new players now, including the loan signings. Uh, One of which Oscar Massey, of course, is unquestionably a development player. There's lots of potential there. As a collective, though, they only average about 18 EFL games um 5 of the 12 have never played an EFL game am i worried about that no not really but i don't think at the same time that fans can declare this summer a triumph or a disaster yet despite <laughs> despite the best efforts of both sides of that scale you know <laughs> um you get the triumph thinking brilliant nothing to worry about and you get the other side of going well it's quality not quantity we're looking for there is a lot here that we're going to have we're not going to know we're not going to know how they are until they play for swindon are we but the aces in our pack as far as i'm concerned are those who stuck around you know louis reed harry mccurdy johnny williams ben Gladwin, ellis Iandolo. if those players are on par or improve from last season then the newbies you know they just need to blend in and just you know accommodate these guys because because that's what other clubs in league 2 don't have the caliber of the players that are just listed and that's why I'm quite relaxed about it yeah
0: um it's quite interesting to your point there about the players that remain being the sort of marquee players in the squad um and then comparing last summer's recruitment uh on a sort of embargo budget where we really did pull some big rabbits out of the hat. Yes. And then playing devil's advocate, you know, the free, the free signings that we made on Friday, whilst you know, it's really exciting to announce free on the trot, to give it a sort of dollop of realism, you've signed a mid-twenties nomadic conference midfielder. You've signed the right-back from... Was a team it? that almost the, got relegated. Yeah, the third or fourth worst team in, in the Football League. And uh, a nomadic striker who's been playing his trade in the Scottish second tier. So as as much as and, and we've spoken about it on this pod, you know, each sign in definitely has merits and it kind of fits that approach of getting players at the right time, getting them before they sort of you know go big, hopefully, you know it wouldn't be a surprise if you know they weren't you know stellar stellar players at this level i i really hope they are but um i don't think this summer we've pulled off a a reed a williams and um to a lesser degree you know mccurdy was obviously a list but there was pedigree there there was definitely um a player in there somewhere from his, his previous jaunt. so yeah it's kind of a we can't yet judge it because we don't know. We don't know how these players are going to blend blend together. There's there's a couple of worry beads for me across the squad. I I, I think before he played a friendly, I was a bit concerned about the caliber of Harris. Harrys um, and what I've seen of the clips at Woking. What I've heard people say about his performances at. Um, Eastly on Saturday and other places, I think he's got a bit to show um, uh before he becomes you know p- potentially the sort of a the scapegoat in the squad um <laughs> i is that being being mean but you know it having seen him play for Bristol Rovers in October against us and knowing a bit of him previously that that signing. And I said it at the time, didn't inspire me. So I think he's got a bit to show. Um and so you know, I, I said I'd save it up, Rich. There's there's two areas of the squad where I, I think we definitely need players. And you know, one I've mentioned, which is, you know, that sort of main striker, that, that person McCurdy's gonna play off. Someone in the Tyree Simpson or Josh Davison mould. I think it it would be handy if they had a bit of size, bit of presence. Um And that would allow Adeloye and and Wakelin to be those, you know, sort of chomping at the bit squad strikers, waiting for their chance, you know, coming off the bench and making an impact. Um, And then given that we look to be playing 3-5-2 this season, I I definitely want another centre-half. The word on Clayton that I've heard is whilst he's an able centre-half, he's actually, you know, potentially more useful to us longer term in that sort of defensive midfield position. Um, you know, you've got Baudry ageing with a, a quite an injury history. Minturn, you know, in his first season as a professional. Um, Brennan is a young man from Shepherd Wednesday. So, yeah, I, I definitely want one more centre-half. There's been a bit of talk about, Uh, A young ex-Swansea defender, Cameron Evans, being on trial. I think that would add another young one to the mix. Do we want that extra defender to have a bit more experience? I think that would give me some comfort if they did.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. What what about you, Rich? what What's your What's your worry beads of the squad now? What places would you like Um, the sticky um, plasters to go? um,
1: I'm quite relaxed. I think you know you've, you've you've said it quite fairly there. Everyone has their own different opinions of where we're lacking. I, I definitely want more
0: midfield strong, right?
1: I think we can yeah, all look midfield at that midfield and strong.
0: say, you know, with Iandolo, Reid, Gladwin, Williams, Khan Aguirre, Dustin. There's all players
1: there with merits to to start. The things that fans are saying when they're coming out of these these games, even the ones we've won, is that our defence is being you know opened up too easily. Yeah and people want that center forward you know the one I mean it's not necessarily one that we've all heard of or one that's 30 years old and being around the houses and we're getting them at the tail end but somebody who just gives you that little bit of reassurance that it's going to happen. And we've said it all summer, the centre forwards are always going to be the last ones in because they're the ones in demand. Yeah, I mean, they're gold dust really. yeah, they, and they're gold scorers. We'll be courting someone that half you know, the, the EFL in League 1 and League 2 anyway will be courting too. So that's that's nature of the beast again. But I'm, I'm quite relaxed. I mean, it's, it's funny in terms of the business because the, the, the business that we're doing this season is exactly what I expected last season. And we didn't get it. We got... You know those. Oh, we signed this guy. Okay, that's, that's wow. You know we got those. This year we're, we're doing what I thought we'd do last year, which which is quite which is quite odd. Where we're bringing in those young freebies and small fees sort of players. So yeah, I I, I, I don't think we're we're complete. If if we're thinking about the squad size, we're twenty five. at least five of those will be going out to your Chippenham Town sort of teams. Yeah. And there's some obvious candidates there, isn't there? Exactly. So you Dabre, you're Minton, Massey. Feed the Cow Meadow. And yeah. then Cow Meadow. You know, I really do hope Swindon can get some of these players down to places like Torquay or Easterly or Maidenhead, you know, so they can get some games in tier five instead of just relying on Chippenham all the time. I think we need to step up a little bit in terms of where we can send us, but that's easier said than done, I more than appreciate. I don't know how I feel other than that I'm relaxed about it. I'm not panicking. I'm not at the same time launching that bloody HMS. That's 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 for sure. What
0: I would say, Rich, I, I think both of us have touched on this through the pod tonight. The depth and the width of the squad, however you want to term it, that we didn't have last year. It looks like we've addressed the numbers question. Yeah. What remains to be seen is the quality question. And until you start playing, you know, football league sides in competitive matches, it's, it's it you can't really answer. All of us are going off gut feels, we're all going off a little bit of research of who the, who these new players are and where they've played before. But yeah, of the three departments, I think defence is the worry. Mm. I think we will I think we will bring in a main striker in which case given that you've got McCurdy next to them who is you know proven goal scorer at this level now um I think we we may well score the goals to get us out of trouble quite a lot of times this year but I'd rather the back door was shut um I don't know Harry's worries oh,
1: me a bit. Yeah. yeah prove me wrong yeah. Kim. <laughs> yeah, really going on harry's there leave him alone um <laughs> we we didn't know mccurdy was going to score 19 league goals that season you know so as it sounds right now and of course we're going to bring in more at the moment i think we're relying on those goals to to happen again there's not a huge amount of goals across this squad historically in their careers that is but things change don't they so it, it's it's I'm not going to knee jerk say this looks this squad looks weak, and we're going to be lucky to to do anything encouraging because we simply don't know. There might be some absolutely inspired signings in that, and um, yeah, and I hope there are.
0: Yeah, those free loan spaces encourage me. Yeah, yeah, because we have with the under this club management, we are we have got the loan market pretty spot on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I suspect that's where another centre-half might appear from, and that's where this little new marquee striker might appear from, and um, things will be looking rosy. Really but yeah, I mean, what are we, two weeks out from Harrogate? We're not in bad mix. Numbers are strong. Um, there's some interesting backgrounds and stories in this squad, which is always good throughout the year. So yeah, we we shall see. I'm sort of cautiously cautiously optimistic at the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic is probably the best way, isn't it? Yeah. So it? I want it to be more than that. And that's more on me more than anything. You know, I, I want to be going into the new season, thumping my chest and going, let's go, you know, but I, I don't feel that just yet. But the loan market and any anyone else that they might bring in permanently will easily change my mind. This is not like something, I'm not folding my arms saying, I told you in pre-season it was going to be rubbish. Yeah. All it takes is is a good day, like I've been saying all summer. You know, all it takes is a good day in the transfer market and things change completely with with how fans feel. What do you want from the coming week? So we've got no pre-season friendlies in midweek, nothing until our double date with uh, Cardiff and Worthing. What do you do now? Are we are we still, do you think we're going to see some new faces or do you think now it's a, a case of finding out who your best eleven is, making sure that they start at Cardiff and you keep and send some of the fringe or the more likely to be on the bench to Worthing or do you have your squad for, for Harrogate all for the Cardiff game and you send the periphery off to, to Worthing?
0: Ba, 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 ba. Well, to answer the first part of what you're saying, then you know what's happening in the, in the next week or so. I think it sounds obvious, but if if that right striker becomes available, yeah, I, I think you snap him up. Um, mm-hmm. Early bird gets the worm, generally. Um, and looking ahead to Cardiff, I think I think you have your first fifteen or sixteen players at the ground at the county ground, and I think that's you know. You could probably make an argument that sort of first team squads maybe a touch bigger than that. But uh yeah, certainly Calmeadow, Dabray, Parsons, Massey should be starting down at Worthin and getting 80 or 90 minutes under their belts. And um that's been one quite nice feature about this preseason, actually, is you've seen the young centre midfielder Anton Dorzak, uh, who's not yet a, a pro. Um, he's he's Turned a few heads um, amongst the fans. He had a very eye-catching shot from range at Woking, which was tip around the post. Um, so yeah, I mean, he'll be looking to sort of continue his development. And uh, you know, a very young centre half, Sonny Hart, who can only be what 15, 16, I hear on the grapevine. And you know, he's getting some good exposure around the first team squad, and seems to be seems to be rated. So yeah, it's, it's a big chancer some of those guys, you know, to play with some of the, the fringe guys down at Werbin and, you know, stake a bit of a claim. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule out as well. Um, potentially, um, you know, you quite often see in season you'll have a little Wednesday afternoon behind closed doors against, I don't know, Bristol city under 23s or someone of that ilk. Um, so that, that might happen. um, particularly if they want to get minutes into uh, Adeloye, for example. Um, you no, know, our Andalos just come back from injury and it might be short of a game. So, yeah, you never know. You never know. But, um, yeah, no injuries, please. Um, that squad continues to gel. If you can get your hands on that, you know, exciting centre-forward or another centre-half, then uh, get them in. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming together all right coming together all right.
1: Certainly is. Uh, I hope something happens this this midweek, so I can pod something later on. But we'll we'll see what happens then. Until then, Dan, thank you very much. Cheers,
0: mate.
1: Hello, Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hello, bubble.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi LS Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy...